Oh, come on, let's hear you. Good morning. As uh, Quentin introduced me, my name is uh, Dominic Rivkin. I am the new mission director of a new mission organization called Link Los Angeles. And basically what that means is I'm following Jesus into a place where I don't want to go. In, among people that don't look like me, that don't talk like me, that haven't had the same blessings and experiences that I've had in my life, I have an opportunity to follow Jesus even though I don't want to go. And friends, if I were to say that there's one thing mission is about, is something that my friend John Maxey said to me eight years ago when I started mission work in Temecula, California, where he said, Dominic, the mission is as close as the end of your fingertips and as far as your eyes can see. What he was doing there is reminding me that the mission is where I am. The mission is where God has led me. The mission is in following Jesus. And when I read this text, the text that we selected for today, Jesus calling his first disciples, I have to admit that there are elements of these words that not only make me upset, but make me uncomfortable. Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. He sees two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and they followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. It must be a God thing that uh, I came across this blog this week. By Michael Perkins, it's called Drip Jesus, and he says four reasons why you shouldn't follow Jesus. When I read these words and understand that these men immediately left what they were doing and followed Jesus, I had to ask myself, would I do the same thing? You need to ask yourselves if you'd do the same thing, if you'd even want to follow Jesus, given the fact that most of us want to stay exactly how we are. We want to do those things that we're used to doing. We want to be among the people that we're used to being among. We want to, uh, to be able to have the kind of life that we've plotted out for ourselves. You want to stay the same, you probably shouldn't follow Jesus. His second item is if you want to continue living for yourself... You shouldn't follow Jesus. Because in following Jesus, you're going to find immediately that living for yourself doesn't work. That you're going to have to sacrifice, to live for others, to be the kind of person that reflects the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, then you shouldn't follow Jesus. If you want to keep your head down, live in your own little world, whatever that world may be, whether you're an accountant or a basketball player, whether you're a pastor 
or a musician, if you don't want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, the very kingdom of God, then you don't want to follow Jesus. He concludes with one more item, that if you don't want to love those who are different from you, then you don't want to follow Jesus. And let me tell you, friends, if you don't want to love the one person who is worlds different from you, if you don't want to love Jesus with your heart and with your soul and with your strength, then you shouldn't follow him. Because following him, it's a tall order. Right before this text, we see, uh, we see Jesus kind of beginning his ministry. One of the first things that happens with Jesus is he goes down to the River Jordan where John the Baptist is baptizing people. They're coming to him. They're confessing their sins. They're being baptized. They're hearing this message that one is coming. And Jesus is the one who comes. And when he enters into the waters with John the Baptist, John says, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. And Jesus says, you're doing this to fulfill all righteousness. To follow Jesus is to follow him into these waters of baptism. Waters that are changed forever in a moment where the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove and a voice comes from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Everything changes for those who are baptized in this way. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A man who received that very same baptism, a missionary in his own right, the Apostle Paul, would say this. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We follow Jesus into a baptism, into his cross, a baptism by his blood. A baptism that makes us into a new people, a new creation. Paul would put it this way, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live, I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God who died for me. Who came on this mission for me. Following Jesus is following the waters of your baptism. Believing that in, that in that gift, your life has been changed forever. And God is going to call you into different situations and different circumstances that are going to look very much like the next scene in Jesus' life after his baptism. Where the Spirit of God does sort of an ironic thing takes Jesus, the very Son of God, and puts him in the desert to be tempted by Satan. As he's being tempted by Satan, by, uh, by Satan saying, hey, if you're the Son of God, go ahead and, and make these stones into bread. You're hungry, right? 
The same, same Satan that, that takes him up on a temple and promises him everything, the very kingdoms of the world. The temptations that come that Jesus overcomes with the power of God's word is a gift that God gives us to follow him. To follow his word by the power of the Holy Spirit. The way Paul would say it is this, I, I, I deem to know nothing among you other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. To proclaim his word with, with all of my thoughts, with all of my life, with all of my actions, to be about the mission of God so that others can come to know him and his son as Savior and friend. Follow him, Jesus, is a tall order. And the beautiful thing is the very mission of God is to place us in a relationship with him that we don't walk alone. In fact, his word, when it says, when he says to his disciples, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, this is an invitation that he makes. An invitation that says, where you walk, I will walk. Where I go, you go. What I say, you say. It's an invitation to discipleship. Now they leave their nets, and Jesus promises to make them fishers of men. And I don't know about you, but I am no fisherman. In fact, it kind of grosses me out, quite honestly. I remember fishing as a kid, you know, slimy, wet, smelly, not my thing. But look at the broader context here. God takes what these men know. He, he, takes, uh, he takes fishing and gives them an example that says, how I have gifted you, I will continue to gift you on this mission. You're not going to catch fish anymore. You're going to catch men. Peter and his brother walk away from their nets. James and John do the same thing. They actually walk away from the family business to become those who are on God's mission. Whether he has gifted you to be a fisherman or a basketball player or an accountant or a pastor or a teacher or whatever God has gifted you to be, he's calling you to be on his mission, to walk with him to the glory of his holy name. See, every Christian, by virtue of our baptism, are missionaries for God. We're the ones who are sent with his word. We're the ones who go to share his love in our words and in our actions. And we are the ones to bring life. To bring life into the places that are dark. To a people dwelling in darkness. So that they too may see a great light. Those dwelling in a region in the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. The light that has shined upon you in Christ Jesus our Lord is a light that you are called to share with all the world in his mission. Now, uh, Quentin mentioned that, uh, that I'm, I'm the mission developer for a new agency called Link Los Angeles. This mission agency is designed to go to places where, where Jesus is already there. To come alongside of him. To reveal his love. To come alongside of those who are already acting in mission in those places. And to encourage and to equip and to empower them to reach 
their neighborhood. And in this mission, we need missionaries. We need missionaries who know how to teach people how to balance their checkbook. We need missionaries who are going to teach kids how to, how to shoot a free throw. We need missionaries who are willing to share the love of Jesus Christ with the gifting and talents that God has given each one of you. I pray that you'll join me in this mission, not only with your prayers, but with your heart and with your action. As Paul says in, uh, in 1 Corinthians, each one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, another prophecy, another the ability to distinguish between spirits, and various kinds of tongue and their, their interpretation. There are varieties of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. The same Spirit that fills each and every one of us to be the missionaries that God has called us to be. To the glory of His holy name, and to the revelation of His kingdom, to all the world. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, we so thank you for the gift that you have given us in our baptism. We are baptized into the life and the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through this baptism, we too are made missionaries. We too are called your beloved. And as we go out from this place, we ask for the power of your Holy Spirit to embolden our mission and our witness in all we do and all that we say, that we proclaim the light of your love in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you.